0: Hi everybody, welcome to another podcast of the Roundtable Discussion here with my lovely um, co-host. Today we're going to be talking about self-trust, what it is, how we can attain self-trust, and how we can kind of repair some of that damage we've done with ourselves, with the trust that we've broken within ourselves caused by the ego. And of course, we'll have some tips and tricks. So I'm Natalie Delane from N5 Tribe Life Coaching. Awesome. Victoria Mador here from Soul Healing Tribe.
1: This is Melvis from the Four Elements Healing. Hi. Hi,
2: everyone. It's MJ with MJ Guiding Others.
0: Wonderful. So happy Monday, guys. So self-trust, this elusive, not elusive thing that lately a lot of my clients have been completely suffering from. Like they're just stuck and paralyzed because the lack of trust within themselves to make decisions, what direction to go in, what to even choose for breakfast. Like it's, it's been this like overarching theme lately amongst my clients. So let me ask you guys, like, what do you, what do you define as self-trust for you and your clients?
1: Um, Well, you know, the, from the way I see it, when we look at examples of people who have self-trust, we find that they have clarity and confidence in in their choices and in how to proceed and how to choose, you know, in a way that aligns with their inner self.
2: I would agree, Amelvis. Uh, Clarity is important when we're talking about self-trust. But from my standpoint, I believe that trust comes from the fear of, you know, it's okay knowing that it's okay to make mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that's the only way we learn is Mm -hmm. through, you know, going out there, trying it out. Because if we don't, that can lead to like perfectionism and us us fearful on trying new things to learn more about ourselves and where we really need to be in this life.
3: Yeah, and I think um, I agree with your definitions, ladies. I think the... The reason why sometimes we experience so much doubts is because we know where we want to be. So the doubts cre- obviously is going to create a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. And then when we have all of that confusion, it's like some, it's cloudy. So we can not really know if we can trust ourselves because we feel like we made mistake after mistake after mistake. And it's like, when is this over? When when can I be done with all of this? So yeah. Um, it's it's part of the journey, you know, it's something that we have to, I think we all go through it at one point or another, whether it is personal business career. Yeah. I agree. I know know very well the issue with (laughs) me too.
0: I mean, I think it's like you said, all of us kind of said this in a way it's part of our journeys, you know, if we always trusted ourselves and we always knew everything, we would never need help. We would never mess up. We would never grow and expand, which is pretty much the base of what we always talk about on this podcast. So I agree. And, and for me, one of the things that when I equate to self-trust is that unwavering belief in you, in your capabilities, in your decisions, in your intuition, because that's also a big part of it too. Like, Knowing and like having this unwavering belief that no matter what else is going on, you're still gonna choose to believe that your decisions, thoughts, intuition is correct and at least correct for you, right? Like maybe not correct for everyone, but it's it's aligned to what your values and what your desires are.
1: Yes, yes, Natalie, exactly. And you know, self-trusting isn't really trusting yourself to know all the answers. Mm-hmm. It's just That believing that you're going to make the choices that are right for you and having the conviction that regardless of the outcome, no matter how it turns out, because it's always, you know, every choice is a, is a risk. We don't know the outcomes, but just having that security that no matter what the outcome, you're going to be respectful and, and kind to yourself.
3: Right. I love that. Yes, I do. I I think in a perfect scenario, I would love to be there all the time. But I I also believe that when we have doubts, it takes us to the next phase of what it means to find that inner strength within us. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for me, because I used to live in that reality, I can make anything happen. It doesn't matter what it is, right? But I also saw how I was using that as escape to not deal with some of the issues that I needed to deal with in regards to trusting myself really. So I can see both sides of that equation. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I like the way you put that, right? Like if you always knew and always had the answer, then where where do you where do you expand? Where do you learn? Where do you kind of like touch waters and try new things? Like we 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 wouldn't so I do I do see both sides of it too. And so some of the challenges with distrust and not trusting ourselves um especially when it when it comes to like our clients and they come to us well, how do you guys kind of guide them into repairing that because some, sometimes they just never never trust in themselves anymore, right? Like, well, I've always failed at this. I've tried this so many times. It never works. Like, I keep going. It's just not. And they it, they just feel defeated to a certain level that they stop trusting themselves altogether. So how do you guys kind of help your clients when they get to this point of, like, not trusting at all? Um,
1: yeah, that the interesting thing is a lot of my clients that come in with these self-trust issues a lot of it goes back to regret and you know as we know the bigger the regret the deeper the shame and a lot of people don't realize that that also the bigger is the opportunity for us to heal and to grow past these um this programming and and the way that we've handled things before but um this is somewhere that, like our one of our prior, uh, spru- uh, our prior gatherings. This is where like self forgiveness really is key, because we tend to be so willing to extend forgiveness to others, but we keep ourselves in this, you know, condemnation loop. And that's really important to address, in order because when you when you're in that, it's hard to trust yourself, right? If you're like, oh, I messed up, and and this caused that, and now you know I'm dealing with this yuckiness inside. Um, so to me, that's a vital place that needs to be addressed and
3: healed. Yeah, that's a great point, Amelis. Um, what I see with my clients is that normally there is specific situation that was so tragic that caused the doubts and confusion and sometimes it could be later in life it doesn't have to be necessarily in childhood like if you have a very successful career and then you get laid off that sometimes can be so traumatic for the person that they lose the confidence to trust themselves because why would I get laid off if I was really that great like I thought I was and you know what what goes with that And sometimes it could be in childhood or it could be something that that person picked up from the mother or the father or the siblings. We don't know until we get in there, but I also experienced that breath work can be extremely powerful to work through releasing a lot of the doubts and confusion, because when you're doing different type of breath work, it's almost like you're getting a re like the whole brain is being rewired and it's, you're working to push through those barriers and magical things happen. And it's like having an ayahuasca (laughs) ceremony without any medicine. So it becomes very empowering to do uh, something alone. And that's something that you can do at home. You don't have to go and find someone to do it for yourself.
1: Yeah. I found quite a lot of um, very helpful breathing um, videos because even myself, like, I'm so shocked when I realize that I've been holding my breath, right? Like we don't realize how we just don't allow ourselves to, to breathe in this, the clarity and the peace that, that is available to us.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I find myself doing that. Sometimes I'm so bombarded with things happening around me, I forget that the breath work is important. It's it's important to take that time to get the breathing aligned. Um, but sometimes things are so hectic and it's just about what you said, you know, doing it, remembering that we got to do it and how important it is in our life. And I also did want to add on to what, you know, when I was in college, um, they always taught us, this was social work. They always taught us the client is their own expert right? And it's about validating our clients' experiences. Like, even if we may feel a certain way that something, maybe just happened because you did this, it's about validating their own experience because it's they have to be the ones that get it to get to see wh- what happened, right? And as the healing takes place, uh, I notice that they tend to do it on their own, a lot of them, they can see these things as they progress. So I think it's always beautiful for them to know that they're their own expert. I can help guide you, you know, but it is you at the end of the day who has to realize why this is right, why you think this is wrong and be able to deliver your truth as the way you've learned it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was beautiful put, MJ. It's true. I mean, I've learned that in a different way. Like everyone has their own experience and we can't take, we can't take that away from them. And it was meant for them. But when it comes to kind of helping my clients rebuild this self-trust, right? It's, I remind them that it's a journey because just like anything that's broken, you kind of have to start from that place that's kind of lower and rebuild it. And and that takes for, and for self-trust in particular, it takes awareness, right? Like Where are you not trusting yourself in your life and like paying attention to that? But then it also, and I think Amalfa, you said this, it takes self-compassion. It takes forgiveness. It gets, we get to say it's okay. Like I made a mistake or, all right, that didn't work out this time, but it's okay. Like So reminding yourselves to be that compassionate to to yourself. Um, And then for, for sure, just building consistency, like building a practice of consistency and and I have a bunch, we can get into that later, but I have a bunch of tips that I help my uh, my clients with, but it's just a journey. It's a journey like everything else in life. And we all mentioned that we've all been in a place of uh, doubt. <laughs> I mean, it happens on a daily basis sometimes too. So that's what I usually like to remind my clients that it's just the journey.
1: Yes, yes, no, you're so right. Um, we just another thing i wanted to to mention is we don't i mean i know we do but we don't realize the the power that lies in just sitting still and meditating and just hearing that internal voice you know because it's really always there and and i think the thing with me at least that initially you think like oh i have to i have to like i don't have time But it doesn't have to be a very long time. It's literally Mm -hmm. as long as you just take a few minutes every day, just a few minutes to sit there in stillness and really allow the answers to come to you, you know, and trusting that like that little voice inside of you. And at first it's hard because you're just like, you know, I don't know, it's scary. But as I think the more you you start to do it, as the more that you take these baby steps towards honoring what's coming up for you in these silent moments, it, it creates so much validation and it becomes so much easier.
0: Mm hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love this way. I love meditation anyway. And so I recommend meditation for anything in life, but yes, so true. And I love the way you put it, right? Just sit in stillness and let the answers come. And even though that's still hard, especially because when you're new to meditation, our egos are sometimes the louder voice than our higher selves. And we've talked about that in another podcast. So, and our egos are built and kind of keep us small, keep us safe. So they don't want us to, to trust and know the answers or like, if your voice is telling you, yes, move to L.A., move to L.A., move to L. that's a huge move. It's scary. So your ego will be like, well, no, 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 that's not the answer. So I think one thing, too, in the, in the meditation, because the answers will arise when we become still a thousand percent and learning how to kind of distinguish between your yourself, your voice and your ego's voice. And that takes practice and time, too. But it, it gets tricky. Um, And I think that's another part where meditation is just hard for a lot of people. They're not sure which voice is most present, Um, but I I love that. The
2: stillness all the way. I love it too. Uh, Melvis, it's funny um, because I always thought that when we're meditating, it has to be a long time. Like when I first started off, it was like an hour, right? And I would end up going to sleep and it just seemed like, you know, this is, I don't want to do it. It just takes too long. But then, you know, you, you saying that, like, sometimes it just takes a few minutes. I think that's even helpful for myself to just maybe if I do 10, 15 minutes here and there, that would be helpful. That way I can make a daily commitment. And also to my clients that when I start talking about meditation, they're like, oh, like maybe they feel it's that chore too. Like I don't have hours. Yeah. It's like a job. You're going
1: to
2: have to commit this huge block of time to it. Mm-hmm. yeah
3: <laughs> it, but like natalie say it could just be a few minutes at least at the beginning until you get comfortable with it because once you get so good at it you do not want to leave that space
1: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that victoria like except victoria because every time i look at you you're like <laughs> over there just meditating become. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to say it does become a yummy place, especially like when, when you can drop into that quicker, once you practice this over and over, like you can drop into this yummy Zen space quick. So I can do four minutes and feel, you know, feel good. Obviously it's not 25, 35, 45, but I can, I can now do it in short amount of bursts when I don't have time, like this morning, this Monday has when you have to, so I did only four minutes this morning, but I still felt like I had time with myself. So it is it is effective. Um, so meditation for sure. any other any other suggestions and tips on how to how to kind of attain this self-trust back.
3: Well, I think I will be asking what and that is something that I asked myself for a long time when I was dealing with some confusion, which I relate to not trusting, right? Because the confusion that's what it brings distraction. So what is the distraction about? What is the confusion about? And when I don't feel like I can trust myself, what is it really that I'm feeling? Because mm-hmm. it could be rage, it could be jealousy, it could be anger, it could be shame. I mean, it could be so many things. And then allowing myself to explore that. Where do I feel that in the body? And the body is going to let me, that, that's a cheat sheet to know like, okay, I'm in the right place. I know I can feel something happening here. And let that, whatever it may be, speak up. What do you have to say? What is it that you need to communicate that I'm not understanding? And when we do that, we get so much information that we could have our own moment right there and be like, whoa, I never saw that coming. So it can be very transformational when we start doing meditation with reflection in order to really understand what's happening within us. Well, I love that you also mentioned like, you take it even a step
0: further like you you want to embody it like where are you said this you're like where are you feeling it in your body and how can i explore that that is such another hip like huge tool that we don't sometimes we don't get to we get stuck only in our minds but that is oh that's so good i love that yeah i um, love that
1: victoria that's so good um like especially like you said it's it's not like we have to get out of our head and go into the feeling and sit with that feeling because yeah. we tend to, you know, we think if we're going to sit to make a decision, we're, we're sitting there with all the thoughts, like, yeah. yes, no, that's negative, positive, you know, and it's really the feeling that we have to get back to. to right.
3: To right. Yeah, I, I can share one of the things that I dealt with the most, the biggest nightmare of confusions and doubts, no fear, but confusions and doubt questioning to the next level was about my spiritual practice and I was like but every time that I am connecting I feel so good like I feel like one how could that be bad and that it was at that moment that I put two and two together I was like I don't have to question anything like if it feels this good and it feels so safe and nurturing and loving and I feel like I am part of everything That cannot bring anything negative to me because, you know, in in some of the spiritual practice that I practice, there is a lot of um, there is a negative connotation that it could be black magic or it could be very evil and so on. So for me to get over that at the beginning, it was really tough. Like it took me a couple of years. Well, you made it and I'm proud of you and look at where you are now.
2: Absolutely.
0: absolutely I got close I got when you were talking by the way it was so like oh yes I love that overcoming feeling um and to add to that I um one thing I do with my clients is I ask them to track track their intuition right so like keep a journal I usually always have them keep a journal I mean, but like write down instances where your intuition guided you correctly and write it down and so like Monday this happened Tuesday this happened maybe next Wednesday this happened but like start tracking where your intuition has has literally guided you in the right place at the right time this is such a powerful tool to start building that trust within ourselves and hearing our voice and saying yes that's my voice that's my desire that's what I'm going for like it's it's almost affirming our own our own being our own essence and it's so 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 powerful I've had a couple of clients try it and at first they're like you want me to do what and I'm like yes yes like when you, when you just have that feeling and you just have that knowing, write it down if it led you in the right place and then come back to it. And then they have a beautiful list of all these instances and success stories and future plans and growth and expansions. And then I get all yummy about it because that's my, my favorite space. But it's so nice to kind of help people get back to this space.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and, and you know, to go with that, Natalie, I think a lot of people spend hours and hours watching TV, the movies, TikTok, whatever it may be, right? But they have no idea what they experienced three days ago. Like it's oh, that is completely gone. But when you really start taking yourself seriously, it becomes very like a in in awareness that you have of let me go back to last year and see what happened and how that is linked to this situation that is happening now. And you can track your progress and to see how far you come, even three months from now, it's going to be like, whoa, I cannot believe I did that. And taking consciousness of that, it makes us build that foundation that we need to have a self-trust where we, we know that we're heading in the right direction. We're making progress. Uh, yes. And sorry, really quickly, I-
0: it, let's let us i gonna ask you guys whoever's watching do this now like go back to january where you had a bunch of goals and ideas and dreams and desires it's now august check where are you where are you along with whatever you have plans for the, the beginning of this year just check and look back and
3: and see what see what comes up for you and sit with that yeah anything else that anybody wants to share before we say goodbye for today
1: You know, okay, the last thing I will say is we are taught, there's so many of us that grew up in dysfunctional families, and we're taught to always put everyone else's opinions or expectations first, and really think about those things that light you up, that make you Mm. excited, and give yourself the right to, to honor yourself and to choose yourself, because Yes, even people that love you, they're not, they don't know what your path is, what your, you know, what's going on inside of you. You have to be your advocate and you have to honor yourself and be there for yourself and to allow your gifts to shine. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. That was beautiful because Cody, right? That we all deal with at one point in our lives. <laughs> Yeah, from people pleasing to anything that you can imagine. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, I think think to close, I would say
0: like celebrate your uniqueness. All four of us here are completely different, even though we're in similar fields, but we are completely different. And your desires, your desire is worthy and it's like you can trust in it. And I want to remind you that like your uniqueness is a gift to this world. So trust in it. Go for it.
3: Absolutely. In the spiritual community, in the medicine community, we have a saying that is, what is your medicine? Everybody has their own medicine, right? So that was a great way to ask a question. So what is the medicine that we're bringing to this realm at this moment? (laughs) Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys on the next one. Yes. Have a
2: great day. Bye, Bye.
1: everyone.